The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I am Roscoe Tim Toscobble, a half-elf rogue, and I miss Grace terribly uh, when I have time to miss her between hiding and stabbing. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed, half-orc cleric, and I'm really wondering, whatever happened to Hot Carl? Melvin Hardmeat, High Elf, Wizard, son of Philip Demetri, son of Gillisir, Master <laughs> of the Free Company, Defender! Of his enormous manhood, a shining example of chivalry and champagne. Previously on the very good Patrick team, I'm going to uh, drink one of these potions of fire breath that I have in my inventory. Ooh, boob has done us right. Boob has done us good. Jim is just fucking hanging on by a sliver. And then it's like I'm gonna die, guys. So after this fight, uh, my life is mine to live as I please, right? <laughs> but it doesn't matter, because Bodhi is shattered. Or's akimbo. And three of your animated things have been destroyed. Two of them have never taken any damage, though. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Lodi McBoatface. I don't know why I'm so angry. 42 damage is more than enough to eliminate the remaining single hit point that the Kraken has. <laughs> oh, hello, hot Carl. I mean, I was wondering what happened to you. What's going on? <laughs> well, I came here to babysit. How'd you get here? Oh, Grace and I came on a boat. On a boat? How'd you, how'd you get through the storm? Oh, they gave us some kind of weird leg. Oh, there's multiple legs. Do you still have that leg? Uh, yeah. He pulls out the uh, the leg. He's got it like on a necklace. Does it look like our leg? It did. In fact, if you hold out your hog leg, it looks like a right hog leg, and then he holds out his, and it looks like a left hog leg. Oh, like a left, uh, driver side or passenger side. Hog leg. I think, wow, that would make it a driver's side, unless you're in England. Front or back? I feel like these were both back legs. Back legs. Wow. And so we have um, young orc with us, correct? You do. Paghorm is with you. Paghorm was down below during this last fight then. This is oh, counter. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Paghorm was, uh, he was brave. He wanted to be above decks in fighting, but mm. eh, it just wasn't a place for a young boy that's got to save the world. Right. So did you run into any Krakens or anything? No, no, we didn't run into shit. Hmm. Well, <laughs> lucky you. Yeah. Well, you know, we didn't have a whole, a whole lot of high-level characters on board. It wouldn't have made a lot of sense. <laughs> How long have you guys been here for? Oh, we've been here for probably a day. All right, so you haven't explored much? Not a whole lot. We found some places to sleep and hang out. We've been just kind of trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. There wasn't really like an instruction manual. Who gave you this hog leg? Oh, Zoot came by and dropped it off when he dropped off Grace. Well, 
I see your hog leg is as big as mine. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so is this one of those situation islands that we cannot connect to our gods, or could we able to uh, walkie-talkie slash communicate with them um, in the realm of divinity? So you could probably send out a message with your sending stone to Exude, mm-hmm. uh, because that's not like the sort of divine magic that is, you know, their powers. Uh, so you think you could probably get a message out and back? Mm-hmm. I just, I just know I have some spells of like divinity that that the the gods could help out in certain situations. Would those be able to work on this? We'll make it. We'll figure it out, basically. Okay. Um, so that, I mean, it's magic, and this is kind of a weird grayish area for right. us because there's sort of that same boundary, more Chad. or less like it is around Chad's place. Um, but your all of your abilities and spells okay. as a cleric still function. Okay. And so basically that same thing will be true here. If you do something like the, uh, what the hell is the name of it? The one where you basically could like get a sign from your god or goddess? Mm, yeah, yeah, I was looking at the earlier channel divinity of some sort. Yeah, so you won't, you might not get the same exact experience and mileage out of that, but like the mechanical effects of the spell will still work. I'm not just going to like straight up cripple you for storyline. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Melvin's hands got cut off. Um, weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird, huh? Mm, crazy. Yeah, so uh, no more wizard, but uh, no more clerical powers. So it's just, it's just Roscoe, basically. I'd be no. sure to put uh, Bodie McFloatface or whoever we have less floaty McFloatface into the water so they can just swim around and do whatever they want. Because they're still animated, right? I don't know. How do, we didn't actually discuss that. I don't know. Uh, let me see. If so, they're just kind of <laughs> on the boat. Be in a boat. Be in a boat. I'm a boat on a boat. Perverse, really. It is. Yo, dog. Heard you like boats, so I put boats on your boats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says a duration of one minute. Oh, okay. So. No more Bodie McBoatface. Nope. No more Bodie McFloatface. No more Floaty McBoatface. <laughs> no more Floaty McFloatface. <laughs> <laughs> That's our best names ever. <laughs> Hands down. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. dare any other D&D podcast to come up with better animated boat names. <laughs> consider this gala, uh, consider this gauntlet thrown down. So yes, in short, don't worry about your abilities and other things functioning, even if there are specific like caveats to it and asterisks and whatnot about the way that these things will function, because Exude and the other gods and goddesses can't come here directly will make sure that your abilities work because, well, that'd just be a dick move on my part if I didn't. I just thought... Wow. I would ask, and... Uh, <laughs> Did I break your concentration? <laughs> <laughs> With your butt trumpet? <laughs> dun, dun. I really do need to get some... Uh, uh, there's one microphone I've been looking at that I was thinking about using just for us and whatnot, but would be a good like room mic, and I thought about like putting them around the perimeter. <laughs> The butthole mics, effectively. <laughs> did you say? Did you say room mic or rim mic? <laughs> ah, whoa, hey, rim mic. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> just gonna mic up here. Just oh. <laughs> if you don't mind, just if you can angle that just a little gonna, bit more to the right. You feel a little pressure as I stretch it uh, out a little bit. Oh, 
Maybe we could make a Phil Collins drum solo out of our farts. <laughs> Probably. I bet we could. We? <laughs> well, there's only one person here with the skills to do that. To... Oh, I'm going to need pat- participatory farts. Uh, participation a, a proper farts. sampling of... Mm-hmm. What, what do they call like a Trumpet collection? <laughs> do you think we could sell like a... Because they don't they sell like you know just packs of sounds like for music or whatever. We were talking about making like one of those little apps that you just like sound a sound boy to fart. A, a sound I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. To fart for money. That's the dream. If you get me some sounds, what you fart for free? I love that. I think we could make a, a fart soundboard. Anyway, well, hot Carl is. Uh, Hanging out with Grace, and of course Grace is all always uh, super happy to see you guys. She asks about fuck, man. We never talk about your goddamn dog, and I always want to call call him Snow Starfish. 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 I just want to say Snowflake, and I know that's not right. Uh, so asks about uh, your dog, and of course your dog is there, right? Because <laughs> we always know where Starfish is. Your dog that's always present and by your side. Mm-hmm. Um, pets your dog and pets uh, pets Larduna. Yeah, Larduna is definitely there. I take him out of my pocket, and put him on the put her on the ground. She still has her blue ribbon on. And mm. wouldn't eat her during the voyage. Nope. Even though you clearly had more than enough food to make the voyage, you're just like, well, yeah, my Larduna's looking pretty it, good. <laughs> we have all this food, but <laughs> still not as good as bacon. We don't have any bacon. <laughs> oh, we've got a bunch of bacon in the larder. <laughs> anyway. We could fry, you know what's better than bacon? Fresh bacon. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we feed all this other food to the pig so we can get more bacon? <laughs> None of that happened. It's okay, Colvick. You've got such a look of sadness on your face. Everyone wants to just eat Lardoons. Eat Lardoons. No. Lardoona is friend only. Lard, Larduna, friend. Friend she's, only. She's pretty smart for bacon. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. So you guys uh, sort of settle in with this crowd and people I mean, what are... what the fuck is everybody doing here? Um, do you want to ask them? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what the fuck is everyone doing here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of the folks, you get, you get varying answers as you're asking different people. And the, the general consensus seems to be that this group of people was sent here to, like, escort... Um, Escort the chalice, uh, because that's here as well, and to escort Grace and to make sure that, like, you know, they fucking get the chalice back and make sure it works and make sure the ceremony happens. Uh, are we sure the chalice is in that box? I mean, you can't see it. Do you want to go check in on it? Yeah. I'm going to crack that lid. Oh. Yep. You crack the lid and... um I mean, I've, I kind of want to say that these people would be, like, weird and suspicious, but I think they know who you are, and, I mean, they definitely know who Grace is, and therefore you guys, so they, you know, yeah, they they pop the lid, and show enough, there's the chalice, both halves. All right. I want to give it a couple taps. Seems like it's... Tink, tink, tink. Give it a smell. Does and, it smell like the chalice? Antique road show it. <laughs> you, like, stick it between your mouth, and you, like, chew it on a little bit. Yeah. Bite it, make sure it's real gold. Whatever the fuck it's made out of. Turns out this is Benjamin Franklin's chalice. He wrote songs on this chalice, and it's worth $4 million. <gasps> oh, my God. You, yeah. you, you mean you just whoa, found this whoa. in your attic? This was just, oh, my God. Oh, whoa, that was, that's amazing. 
I do love how absurd that show is. Oh, you found this painting that oh, yeah. from I, this painter that no one ever knew. You know, this is wow. This is amazing. I used to miss it for a thousand years. I do like when they do the ones that are like aren't worth anything though, and, you, and, you watch, <laughs> and they watch. You get to watch their heartbreak. Yeah, because you know you're on Antiques Roadshow, and you're thinking, "All right, I'm going to find out that this thing's worth at least fifty thousand." <laughs> and they're and they're all they all like build it up to like, and they're like a real one of these is like worth like <laughs> three million. They're like, what? What do you mean? A real? What? My favorite are the ones where they're like, well. In original condition, this desk would have been worth X amount of money, but since someone stained or refinished it and stained it at one point, it's worth crap now. <laughs> You ruined treasure. Mm-hmm. National treasure by letting Nicolas Cage star in it. <laughs> you ruined it. I shouldn't say that. I actually enjoyed National Treasure. Me too. Treasure. Say, who would have made that better? I don't know that I've seen that movie. It was. Oh, really? It's like the. It's like the low grade. Uh, what's that fucking Dan Brown book they made into the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, it's like Angels a low grade Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that was the second one. Angels and Demons was the second one. Right? Yeah. No, I think Angel D was the first one, and then Da Vinci Code was the second one. Well, it's the first book, but second they made movie. Da Vinci Code oh, as a first. movie first. Which movie had the, or which book had the Opus Dei guy that slip whipped himself? I think that was Da Vinci Code. So these folks, they they have, uh, you know, it's sort of like the, the team of experts here that they've all got bits and pieces of the mythology and, and hints and parts of stories and whatnot. And they're kind of going around and, like, checking out the island. Uh, what you do notice is that this place is, is unlike anything that you've ever seen or been to. All the buildings are made of this uh, foreign material that you can't identify. It's, like, hard as steel and, and sort of almost pure pearlescent white. Is it Very made shiny. out of my boner? Uh, no, it's not made out of your boner. Hard uh, as steel and pearlescent white. I feel like you, uh... Tan, you need to get out more. My wiener does. Yeah, I know. I need to the sun. <laughs> Your wiener needs to get out more. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. Can't go as high as the people in Letter County. Yep. Oh. Aw, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, you... You see that there's all these buildings and whatnot. It mu- largely, it just appears to be, like, you know, lodging and accommodations. Um, one of the things that strikes you guys as odd, though, is that this place seems to be, like, spotless. Uh, everything is well-tended and kept in good rows and clean, and, you know, there's not, like, plant litter. What the fuck would you call that? Leaves and other crap. Detritus laying around anywhere. Like, everything seems like it's, it's kept up. Um... And, uh, you know, you, you just kind of wander around. These uh, This sort of group of people are also wandering around. Um, and they're looking for, like, what the next steps are. Uh, looking for, like, what we've got these chalices. Like, where do they go? And uh, you get some time to hang out with Hot Carl and with Grace. Everybody goes out and kind of does their own thing. You guys find a place to, to spend the evening, um, sleep overnight. So we said we took a, a rest, right? It was over the evening, so we should be full stats. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are you guys are full up on everything, and you've had time since that last crack and battle, anyway. Get all my spells and stuff back because that was what we call a doozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melvin, if you got anything you need to heal up, Roscoe, you got anything you need to heal up? Go ahead and fix yourselves on fix yourselves on back up. Boop. 
Oh, and I forgot, of course, Paghorn is still with you. Uh, we're ready, ready to save the world. Ooh, uh, we're going to save the world tomorrow. Shut the fuck up, Paghorn. <laughs> I'll slit your throat right now. <laughs> Grace giggles when you say that. <laughs> you tell him, Roscoe. Fuck that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so how is Grace doing on a transformation? Uh, I think Grace is doing pretty goddamn well. Uh, Roscoe, what do you what do you think uh, what do you think Grace is able to transform into now? She's had quite a bit of time to practice. You're talking like size of something. Just like what what do you think is the the animal that she would be not just able to transform into now, but most proud of? Hmm. What's a sneaky killer? Honey badger. Bees. <laughs> Honey badgers. Alpha badger. Alpha badgers. <laughs> None of those are really sneaky though. Oh. Maybe a panther. Oh. That'd be fucking badass. Yeah. Uh-huh. Panther. So you guys are, you guys have found, uh, you guys have found a nice little, uh, basically like a large hotel room, essentially. Um, it's, it's got a couple of, uh, beds, which are like soft and nice and nice soft linens and whatnot upon them. Everything seems to be like dressed up and ready for you guys. And at one point, as you're kind of sorting out, you know, taking off your armor and getting ready to, to like, rest for the evening all of a sudden uh you look behind you and there's like a panther sneaking into the room probably scares the living bejesus out of you and then you hear grace's voice like start laughing from this panther's face i was like ah look at what i can transform into now fuck all you guys fucking nerds fucking nerds you were so scared give your balls a tug (laughs) if somebody had been able to paint that really quickly so you could see what your faces looked like so yeah grace is very much moving along in her druidic abilities uh, and is able to transform herself into a panther awesome that's cool yeah uh is there anything that you guys any other things that you wanted to do while you've got some some downtime i really thought you probably you you probably said it was any anybody else on this island when we showed up besides the four of us um locals you have not seen a single local soul. The okay. only people that have that you've been able to see or find here so far have been the people that you met up with uh, on the ship and otherwise. Okay, yep. nobody that know the area better. Okay, because I was kind of thinking what of sort of dangers we would find, but who knows? So as you guys are enjoying your day you have a basically like a morning off which is a rare thing with this near constant adventuring for the past two years have a little uh, family montage you guys are you know making fucking making pancakes and some bacon probably not really it's probably no bacon you don't want to offend there could be bacon. Uh, okay, maybe Lodina eat some bacon as well I mean Lodina oh is my not God. Lodina <laughs> is not she'll eat any she's a piggy we talked about this once. As long as you don't eat brains, you can eat just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Maybe I just even conjure up some some pies. Think of the old carnival days. Oh yeah. Can you, con- can you conjure up bacon? I, I can conjure up foods, any sorts. But bacon specifically, can you conjure? Up I bacon? could, but I won't. Why? Because I don't eat thirsty, bloodthirsty for bacon, and look around and think of Laduna. But <laughs> sacrifice Colvick. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll get you some turkey bacon or some faking bacon instead. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Some vegan bacon. Some, yeah, some faking bacon. Made out of the finest seitan. Some seitan bacon. For that, you? That would definitely throw me into a rage. Is that devil bacon? 
Satan. Satan is wheat gluten. That's the devil's bacon that's right the there. Satan. That's the devil's bacon. You bacon go- without meat. That's the devil. You you go ahead and eat that concentrated gluten. <laughs> <laughs> Your wiener's gonna fly out. Yeah, wiener's just gonna. No, you will not get anything. Fucking fine. What about pancakes? Oh yeah, those pancakes for sure. Pancakes. I think that um, probably not one or two, but maybe even three different kinds of syrup. Whoa. You know that that's that seems to be the common thing now. There's always like a berry syrup and. You know, of course, regular plain old syrup, and then, I don't know, like a cinnamon one, maybe? Ooh. You know, I don't really care about different syrups. Give me a give me a good maple syrup. Solid maple. Yep. Some maple syrup and some, like, uh, fresh whipped butter. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm, I love... Honestly, when I eat pancakes, if I have just whipped butter, I don't need syrup. Yeah, that's true. If it's, a, like, a slightly sweet pancake. Mm. Nice. That fucking place that makes those donut batter donut. pancakes. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Those, those are, are good. so good. That sounds like the devil. Oh, oh it's so man. good. Th- those are truly like you don't need any syrup. They're melting your mouth. You don't even need butter with those. Nope. If I lived anywhere near that building, I would be morbidly obese. I don't go there as often as I should. Well, it's, that's, I guess there is also the fact that you have to wait two hours in line every time you go there. Right. It's worth it, though. Anyway, they have delicious... Donut batter pancakes. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That is a tasty burger. Mm. I don't know how to moan in Matthew McConaughey's voice. Mm. Like it just would sound like a moan no matter what you did. Yeah. How do you gravelly moan? Oh, yum, oh, yum, oh, yum. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good pancakes right there. I feel like Matthew McConaughey needs to come out with like a book of poetry and call it call it gravelly moan. I was uh, walking down the beach one day, uh, saw the stars in the sky. Just keep <laughs> making bizarre Lincoln commercials. All right, or whiskey commercials. He did that for a while too. But, you know that was. I didn't get very far into the Between Two Ferns movie, but I did see that part where Galifianakis. Galifianakbeard is like, of all the things you can win an Oscar for, how surprised were you that you won one for acting? (laughs) (laughs) That was good breakfast. I liked the nachos. Breakfast nachos? What? What's on breakfast nachos? Chorizo, cheddar cheese, egg. Pretty much what you would put on a breakfast burrito, but in nacho form. That's one of the best things about most, well, I guess American Mexican food, is it's just like, oh, you don't like tortillas? Have some nachos. You don't like the uh, nacho chips? We'll try some corn tortillas. <laughs> you don't like corn tortillas? We'll just put it over lettuce. Like it's, it's the most flexible kind of food there is. Hence the success of Taco Bell. Seven ingredients and 28 menu items. <laughs> Actually, they have more than seven ingredients, because I get the seven-layer burrito, and I don't eat meat, so there's got to be at least two other things, right? Chicken and beef? I haven't been there in, like, ten years. Your butthole misses it. I don't think it does. Your butthole's probably better for it, too. That's why my butthole's probably so tight right now, because <laughs> tight butthole. <laughs> tight, tight butthole. I don't know, man. I feel like you gotta 
you gotta like you gotta work it now and again like you gotta keep your tolerance up <laughs> that's it's like, like it's like your heart you have to work it out to keep it strong mm-hmm. keep up. it's like <laughs> what do they say like with uh with cars to tune them up like the italian tune-up is to just run them really hard or something like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there you go although that's got like ah oh, you should give your butthole an italian tune-up <laughs> <laughs> butthole is on fire this morning why because yesterday before we left vegas we went to a place called nacho daddy's uh oh. That's why nachos were on my mind. But I got. They're on your butt, too. <laughs> I got this, whatever it was called, like the Vegas Golden Knights nachos. And it was filet mignon for the meat. What? And Dang. like a cheddar and Mexican cheese, uh, various uh, sauteed jalapenos, and all this other good shit. And it was the most amazing nachos I ever had in my life. Holy crap. Those are the nachos a Sultan would have. Fucking filet mignon on a. Nachos. You really got to appreciate the way Vegas does things. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been there, I don't know, three, four times now in my life. And I, f- I don't feel like I need to go back necessarily. But like, yeah, you know, there's times where you look around and you're just like, wow, this is what like unchecked decadence looks like. Everything looks great and wrong <laughs> with America. All rolled into one. <laughs> well, anywho. I, I, well, well, like, uh. Colvick, what did you what did you have for breakfast since we talked about breakfast nachos? Mm, well, is there, what kind of wildlife do we have around the area? I don't know that there's much here that you could you know like trap and kill for meat, right? Uh, and if there is, it's it's probably not a lot of it. I bet you there's goats. This is a fairly mountainous little island, and fucking goats have, are everywhere. Probably would have created my own food. You know the kanku delicacy that I I do so well. Nice, nice. I probably would have done that hid Laduna away from everyone else mm-hmm. kind of like pocketing so you know really uh it re- it's really i think a positive change in some of your characters that like you have enough empathy for a creature that you remember to talk about it <laughs> speaking of no one in particular melvin what did you have at breakfast for breakfast uh, <laughs> dog <laughs> uh. <laughs> Get rid of that character real quick. <laughs> Talk about that again. Fun, you say I don't remember? I'm eating it. <laughs> I remember to eat it. What? Uh, yeah. What the fuck is around here? Did we come fully stocked with provisions? Do I have- mean, let's just let's just say that you uh, it, you've got your druthers here. Whatever whatever it is that you wanted to eat. Is this, like la- is this like a last meal type of situation? Well, I don't know. It almost feels like it. we're going yeah. to a volcano, huh? No, there's no volcano. But oh, the mountain. There, okay, there mountain. Be. Going up the mountain. Yeah. I always picture it as a volcano. It's always a volcano. It is. An, you know, it is an island, so it's probably a volcano at some point in the past. Huh. I'm going to have like a fucking tremendous 12 or something like that. Bacon, sausages, eggs, pancakes. A Danny's super slam. A super slam? Is that the say, same? Like as it? You're, you're having your last meal and you're like, you know what? Denny's. <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> when they electrocute me, I want to make a mess. Live by the brown, die by the brown. <laughs> Be like that scene in uh, in South Park where uh, oh, fucking, what's his name? The guidance counselor gets diarrhea and it's Mr. like rocketing, him. Oh, yeah. oh, rocketing oh. him all over the school. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like shooting down out of his pants leg. Like. <laughs> Pro- propelling him around the school. 
<laughs> Fucking South Park, man. <laughs> I, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are times when I think to myself, Vget, you are crass and stupid and a lot of other things. And then I remember, well, South Park is the longest running animated series uh, outside of The Simpsons. And, well, they certainly did a better job for longer than The Simpsons did. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, I'm having something to that effect. Big, large breakfast with all the breakfast items. Excellent. All the breakfast items. Cool. VGAT fans, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for yet another week of this adventure. A quick note about GalaxyCon. It was a hoot. We all had a great time. Didn't get too close to any particular famous people, although I was shocked to see how tall Jonathan Frakes was in real life. I had no idea. He looked like a real affable guy. Seemed like he was having a great time. The cosplay was great, including two Princess Mononoke costumes I saw that were fantastic. So thanks for that, y'all. It was great. And I'd also like to say a special thanks to the two friends that we made at the conference who uh, we played a little Sheriff of Nottingham with. Thanks again. It was a real awesome time meeting you. In VGAT specific news, we received our new microphones, and uh, initial sound testing for that has begun. I'm planning on having the transition to the new mics happen when we transition to the new campaign. If this wasn't an obvious giveaway, that should tell you we haven't recorded the last bits of this campaign yet, so keep your britches on for that. I'm pretty pumped about the new sound, though, and uh, while I will never be more than an amateur sound engineer, I really think that the new setup is going to sound a lot better. A gigantic thank you to all of our past and present patrons and Kofi supporters because, well, your contributions directly led to that. I hope you all enjoy. You've made the world a better place. Friends, we have a Twitter account, which is at VGA Team. We have a very similarly named Facebook page, though a quick search will definitely get you there too. We have a Patreon page. We have a website. And that website has links to all of these things. That website is thevget.com, by the way, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com. And, uh, hey, that's all the thanks, news, and plugs I have for you this week, friends. Let's get back into the action. Well, some time passes after your delightful breakfasts, breakfast eye. What would be the plural of breakfast? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the late afternoon is starting to creep in. You guys probably ate quite a bit, I would suspect, after uh, after having all of your, your druthers for whatever it would be. The day is gorgeous, by the way. There isn't a cloud in the sky. The temperature sits right in that delightful tropical range where... You, know, you, you think you're just about to get too warm and then a cool sea breeze rolls in and... Well, it settles you right back down again. Couldn't ask for better. It's fantastic. Most of the day after breakfast, you've been following around an eccentric middle-aged man and his entourage. He's tall, he's lanky, he's awkward, kind of reminds you of a bird, in fact. He carries with him a leather bag and what looks like a three-foot-long feather duster. No explanation. He's wearing a tight white leather hat held on with chin straps. When you met him for the first time a few hours earlier, he looked each of you up and down after introductions and eventually said, Oh, you're the taint people then. Nice work on all of that. And then walked on. 
This is Enrique Homsfuller, and you come to understand that he's sort of the resident expert on the chalice ritual that's about to get underway. After some wandering, you hear an excited whoop from Enrique. He has found the stairway that leads up to the top of the mountain at the center of the island. You undertake the long, plodding journey up the stairs carved into the stone. As you reach the top of this plateau, you are greeted by a smooth white surface, broken only by six pillars spaced roughly 20 feet apart, and a pedestal standing about two feet high, made of the same material as, well, everything else up here. Enrique calls to one of his attendants, who brings forth a rather large steamer trunk. He squats down and snaps open the several clasps along the front and flips open the lid. Inside, you see the two halves of the chalice together, glistening and taint-free on a bed of velvet. And if I recall, I think this is the first time you guys have ever seen both pieces of the chalice together. I think so. Enrique beckons with a spastic gesture towards Grace and Paghorn. Come here, children, come here! When they're next to him, he continues... Each of you pick up your half and bring it to the center there. Place it on the pedestal and the ritual proper begin. So the two children, they pick up their halves and they walk towards the center. As they pass between them, a faint shimmer appears in the air between each of the pillars. The children hardly seem to notice this as they continue forward. It takes some maneuvering, you know, as a couple of kids are trying to fit these pieces on, but after two minutes or so, the kids get the two halves of the chalice mounted on the pedestal in their appropriate places. And then you kind of stand there for a little bit. You're standing there, and you're standing there, and you're standing there, and after a few minutes of nothing happening, you turn to look at Enrique. He's holding a golden pocket watch in his right hand and is staring at it intently. Everyone else, his entire entourage, is utterly silent. You're just about to say something when he raises his head and says, No! A brief tremor shakes the platform, and you turn to see a green tube of light has encased the children, the pedestal, and the chalice. Roscoe, you get one last moment of eye contact with Grace. Paghorm is looking a little bit off, but she looks confident and strong. The pedestal, the kids, and the chalice slowly sink lower into the ground and eventually are lost to your sight. No, it says Enrique behind you. We wait. The ritual began at precisely 6 p.m. and shall last until precisely midnight. He walks over to the steamer chest and sits down upon it, apparently ready to spend the next six hours right where he is. Roscoe, what are you doing? I want to go up and peek over. As you attempt to peek over, you run into a barrier where that shimmering sort of wall is between the pillars. It appears that you can't get any closer than where you're at, and the little bit you can see into that hole is, uh, well, it doesn't, doesn't really educate you any. I walk over to uh, Enrique, take out one of my daggers and put it under his chin and tilt his head up to look at me. <laughs> and I say, where did they go? Uh, he is oddly not terribly intimidated. Uh, like, he raises his chin up to look at you, but like he's not quaking and shaking like you would expect somebody with a dagger. Especially a dragon tooth and very sharp dagger uh, up to his chin. And he says... No, down below, it's where they do the recharging, you see. Recharging? Well, the chalices, that's why we brought them here. Did anyone explain this to all of you? Who does the recharging? Well, it's a sort of a, a, a mechanism in the, in, in the island here. It, 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 uh, it pumps the, the, the stuff of life, you might say, into the chalices, and then, um, and then, then, it, then they get brought back to... Well, they get... Uh, 
they'll get brought back to where they're supposed to be. What is the stuff of life? Stuff of life, souls and whatnot, the thing that gives us the impetus to move. And where do they get the stuff of life to recharge the chalice? Well, honestly, I haven't the foggiest. All right. The island seems to collect it somehow or suck it up. I don't really know. So how do you know all this? Oh, I've been studying for years. Can you change your voice? Maybe? Why? I just hate the way you sound. I punch Enrique in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) Are you really going to try and punch him in the throat? Yes. (laughs) My friend doesn't like your voice, and I punch him in the throat. All right. Why don't you give me uh, an attack roll? (laughs) My friend doesn't like you. One. I don't like you. Uh, with a roll of a one, um, you're kind of like <laughs> swinging right for his throat. You punch your own throat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fucking Homer Simpson move. Now you have to change your voice. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like <laughs> You see, this is what happened to me. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you take a big swing in this guy, and he just sort of casually leans to the side, and uh, your your anger or venom or whatever was there, it just caused you to just just swish on past him. He, he does in passing go, oh boy! <laughs> it's like the Steven Seagal's martial art was it? <laughs> I trained under Steven Seagal. <laughs> that that's fucking canon now. Is it, well, it's 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 Steven Seagal. <laughs> Seagal. All right. So where were we? I was asking questions. You and then you took a swing and a miss at this dude. All right. He, by the way, doesn't like get up from this uh, from this like case or anything like that. Like he just he sort of deftly dodges to the side. Uh, you swing and miss, and he just he just keeps sitting there. That was pretty quick, Enrique. Hats off to you. <laughs> I've never been one for hats. You've got that wrap on your head. Oh, oh, yes, this. Well, some headgear is practical in nature. Fair enough. So, like, in what texts do you read about thousand-year-old rituals? Oh, thousand-year-old. Oh, you sweet summer child. Oh, no, this has been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It's so- a cycle, dare I say, almost as old as time, although it is not a natural one. Not a natural one. I don't know exactly what happened, and no one really does, but this place was made. It wasn't always this way. Hmm. I'd like to know who invited this guy. Uh, he... Are are you going to ask him, or like... Yeah, I'm going to say, I just kind of look over, perplexed from people going to the ground, Roscoe swinging and missing, him just dodging out of the way. I'm like, who invited this guy? I don't mean to interrupt, but when you said that, it reminded me of uh, when the dude goes to visit Maude Lebowski, and that guy is sitting in the chair. (laughs) Who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And he's just over there tittering away. (laughs) That whole fucking scene where they're on the phone call together, that's priceless. Anyway, 
Uh, so you, you like, you're not saying it directly to him. You're just kind of like to everybody else. You're like, who invited this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, kind of perplexed about, I mean, I, we know everyone else here, but. Um, so, well, you know, uh, you know, hot Carl and you know, Grace. And then there's this whole other entourage of people that are largely like around this Enrique guy. And, um, he is, uh, how do I explain this? <laughs> He's basically, well, he's, he's the resident expert. So he, he knows like what's happening with the ritual. He knows all this other stuff. And uh, through some conversation, you come to find out that he was sent along on this delegation, basically, by Exude. By Exude, huh? When did you meet Exude? So at this time, I'd actually just point my head towards him and just be more curious about when did you meet Exude? Uh, he replies with, oh, I've never met her myself. Oh? Some friends of friends. And you were just okay to come upon this little mission here without even meeting Exude. Well, I'm sure you've heard of me, but maybe nah, whatever backwater place you come from, they don't have scholars. But I am of some note. I scoff. <laughs> he, he looks to you and says, you appear to have a problem with your throat. Would you like a lozenge? <laughs> he pulls out a little, it's like a, it's like a little ginger candy wrapped up in... in uh, I suppose we have. We said they have plastic in this world. They have sunglasses, so they gotta have plastic. No, one would think. Although you could make it out of really smoky that stone that's like a, almost transparent. No, he he just pulls an unwrapped lozenge out of his wizardly robes that he's wearing. They're not robes. They're not robes. They're like uh, uh, it almost looks like a suit. The what what we would recognize as a suit. And uh, out of like the right hand pocket, he reaches in and pulls out like a little lozenge. And offers it to you. I'm won't even won't even make you think. Just keep eye contact and not say a word. There's no reason to make things hostile. When you're gonna, just, eat, you're gonna eat that throat lube. I'm gonna eat no throat lube today. Not eat the throat lube. I will not eat the throat lube. Are you a wizard, Enrique? What I'll do is pull out my bag of raisins and just stare at him and eat him. <laughs> As you pull out your bag of raisins, he goes suit yourself. And he flicks it into the air and catches it in his mouth and begins sucking away. Who the fucking fuck is this guy? <laughs> uh, so did you, you asked him? Yes. Are you a wizard, Enrique? Uh, he gives you a sly smile and says, maybe. I consider myself a scholar first. So on any of the things you read, what comes back up out of the ground there? Well, based on my research, the two children and the chalice pieces, the halves, should come up and they will be sort of brimming with life. Very good. I'm content to wait. Good. You ever play Pogs? Uh, he says, oh, more of a battle of wits kind of man. Perhaps we could battle wits. Do you have any? No. <laughs> I appreciate an honest man. What about you, half-orc? Right. What weighs more, your hammer or your brains? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like his fucking hammer. 
<laughs> I like to think that Roscoe actually did a laugh like that. That's great. <laughs> yes, I was laughing in character. <laughs> still, still not saying a thing, just kind of glaring at him, not being rude, but not being uh, responsive. And right. you, wizard. Shut the fuck up, and you're good. Then perhaps we'll pass the time in silence. <laughs> yes, perhaps. How do you have a battle of wits? I'll bite. Oh, well, we ask each other riddles. Oh. All right, try me. No, one of my favorites. I think it'll suit you. Why do bees hum? I don't know. <laughs> because they don't know the words. Now try it again. Try it on Melvin. <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> oh. Mm. The more I don't you know. take, <laughs> the more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? This one's less of a joke. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Enrique. Arby's. Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes that sponsorship. <laughs> 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 Enrique, he gives you a few moments to answer, uh, even though you've already said you don't know and very clearly imply you don't care. And he says, well, that was rather a favorite of mine. It's footsteps. <sighs> Fuck off. I like the, the B one's awesome because, like, is this over my head or something? But, like, it could literally be anything. Mm, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why does the kanku hum? Why? Because it doesn't know the words. I like my version better. I'll bite. Give me it. Are we really going to do this? If we don't talk to him, then he won't talk to us. I want to... Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> While Enrique's talking to Kolvik, I'm shuffling over to Melvin. Okay. Are you going to whisper something to me? Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? Well, let them conduct their riddles first. <clears throat> okay. The the next riddle, and we, we certainly don't have to keep playing on with well, this. Well, I got a riddle for him. I've got an internet oh. full of riddles we could keep going on. I want to hear Kulvik's riddle. I think the voice is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the yes guy on The Simpsons. That's right. It's funny. <laughs> yes. Kulvik, yes. was it? Yes. What has many keys, but can't open a door? A typewriter. Well, I didn't think there were two answers to that one. <laughs> well done. And he gives you, like, a little golf clap, you know? Like the gentle gentle clapping in, in one hand into the other. And back no, to now you. Now you go. Enrique, what becomes more wet as you become dry? Oh, go ahead and talk to your entourage if you need. Oh, no, that's cheating. There's a, a contemplative moment of silence, and he's staring off into the distance, and you hear, like, a gentle, like, Burr! 
as he farts. And then he says, oh, 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 a towel. A towel, I love that one. Now I whisper to Melvin, make him shit himself. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, try to, I'll try to make Enrique shit himself. Actually, uh, first thing I want, I want to make him have a very, very juicy fart. <laughs> Is that like level like 0.25? Yeah. <laughs> Ray of Perkins before you turn it up to eleven, where he doesn't he doesn't know for sure that he shed his pants, but he feels like <laughs> there's just like a quarter cup of water in there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're stealthily doing this from behind him, eh? <laughs> yeah. All right, give me first a stealth roll. I know you are stealthy as all get out. What is my stealth modifier? Stealth modifier. I have a plus nine to my stealth. Jeez. That's a 20. That's a 20. And then... Oh, yeah. He does not notice you doing this. <laughs> <laughs> now what do I do? Um, I'm going to have you... I'm going to have you roll a d20. And if you roll a three or a below, because we've established that if you roll a three, you're a piece of shit... <laughs> standing rule standing, standing rule. rule if you roll a three or below it's not gonna go the way you want it to go here we go 11 okay it was a slim chance but we've established that ray of perkins has well that's had consequences in the past yeah Can so wildly misfire so you uh you ray of perkins and like it's it's an unpleasant sound. <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes widen quickly and uh <laughs> <laughs> He stands up in a rapid like Wayne standing up from the table gesture and goes, "Bite me." <laughs> 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 and he sort of Duck walks back over to like the side of the platform. <laughs> Does he like cut two holes in the backpack? And, like... <laughs> well, he's got to go check things out first. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of a sound. <laughs> All I can think of is a somebody putting an air compressor nozzle on and like a bowl of pudding <laughs> but it's a short burst <laughs> Just, well, what, like, I feel like we should get a bowl of pudding and air compressor and make that sound special effects added in post <laughs> The, oh, Lord. It's like the sound collection pack, like <laughs> one thousand sounds of air compressor puddings or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. The internet's a big place. All right, so there you guys are up on the platform, and uh, and Enrique has uh, has shuffled his way off of the platform, uh, back down a little ways down the steps that you guys came up, and you did he turn his back to us or did he walk like facing towards <laughs> us? And, like, he, no, he turned his back. He's definitely he's definitely given a little bit of a duck walk, but uh, but he <laughs> he reserves what dignity he can 
Thank God, I thought he would never leave. I like how we're, like, saving the world here. Two children are completely gone. We have no idea where they went. Meanwhile, we're making this guy shit his pants for our amusement. <laughs> you know... Well, I mean, it was kind of his doing. Have we done anything more VGAT than, <laughs> than this? I mean... <laughs> that was pretty good. DMs of the world, you know my pain. Oh, yeah, did you spend three months working on a campaign with culminates <laughs> in this grand finale at the top of a mountain with two kids that are precious to the story? Uh, uh, it's why uh, what if somebody shit themselves? <laughs> I'm laughing just as hard as you guys are. It's, uh, it's fine. I've come to expect this. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, in, I think in that way, we are perhaps one of the most realistic of all of the D&D podcasts <laughs> out there. Everybody else has got these highfalutin fancy things and excellent voice talent and, you know, really, really great DMs. And you guys are stuck with me and I'm stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, if anybody out there is wondering what, what 90% of the D&D games in the world are really like, it's not fucking Critical Role. It's not fucking The Adventure Zone. It's not uh, Acquisitions Incorporated or God's Fall or any of <laughs> the rest of them. It's us. You found it. You this found is real it. D&D, you shitheads. Go find the fucking starter set. It's hilarious. Actually, <laughs> you're right. Anywho, so you guys are hanging out up on the top of this platform. Enrique has, uh, he's come back and, uh, well, you don't know exactly what happened, but he's certainly not spending any more time talking to you guys. Um, he doesn't know. Or is he just embarrassed? Or he's he's staying away from everybody. He's even like like some of the members of his entourage came over and you know were kind of like uh like fawning over him for a minute, and he shooed them all away. And uh, did it smell? <laughs> you know, you guys are up on top of a mountaintop. I think even if it did, it was whisked away very quickly. Okay. Did he have to do that like pinch? Like oh yeah, he yeah. duck walked away. Yeah. There's definitely a, the containment walk. <laughs> he came back not doing that. Should we keep going? See if we can make him shit his pants? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Or how many hours have passed? If he, ta <laughs> if he talks again, I'm going to make him shit his pants. <laughs> how many hours have passed? Uh, we're coming on 9 o'clock now. It's about three hours have gone by. You're about halfway through this thing. <laughs> we've got time to kill <laughs> so the sun is creeping closer to the horizon the air is cooled somewhat everything seems peaceful and calm but that peace is shattered by a terrible inhuman noise from below you it's halfway between a mechanical grind and the awful sound rabbits make when they aren't happy but all of that amplified by like 10,000 you look to where the shimmer hangs between the pillars, and you see tiny tendrils of inky black creeping up from the ground. When the tendrils have snaked their way up about a quarter of the shimmer, the whole thing shatters, and sheets of the shimmer come crashing down like glass, and then sort of uh, melt and dissolve back into the stone. Enrique, who has been sort of pacing around at this point, and, uh, you know, guardedly farting here and there, uh, says, Oh my! And from the open hole leading into the mountain, you hear a hollow thud, and then another, and then a third, followed by the faint screams of Paghorm and Grace. 
Behind you, Enrique clears his throat. This rather sounds like your business, I would assume. And he looks at all of you expectantly, as I'm looking at you expectantly. What would you like to do? Run. Away? (laughs) (laughs) Towards it. Towards, okay. Oh, towards. You run towards the hole, look down into it, and you see that there is a about a hundred feet of distance between you and the bottom of this thing. You see a platform down there, maybe 30, 40 feet wide. You see 12 sort of conduits or pipes that lead into this platform underneath it. And in the center of the platform, you see Grace and Pagharm in that little green sort of tube that's encasing them. All around them, you see horrifying tentacles writhing up from in between these tubes and the machinery that is below it. And they are slapping and smashing at this uh, protective shield around the two children, trying to, well, you don't really know, but trying to get in. I would ask our knowledgeable guide here, what is this thing? Um, he, He gets within like five feet and sort of peers into the hole and says, that's not supposed to be there. And I would grab him as he's close to hold and kind of start pushing, kind of act like I'm going to pull up, push him into the hole. You're going to try and move him towards the hole and push him in? I will not push him in all the way, but sort of just like more intimidation. What is it? Uh, I'm going to have you make a intimidation roll. That is a 19 plus numbers. Intimidation's pretty good. Oh, actually, it's not. 19. All right, so you have very successfully convinced him. uh, It's funny that this is playing out the way that it is. You have very successfully convinced him that you are going to throw him into this hole. And he casts Thunder Wave. See, this has happened again. This is the (laughs) second time (laughs) I'm trying to do this, and someone casts Thunder Wave on me. Uh, Maybe stop trying to throw people into holes. They just stop believing me. God. Quit grabbing wizards. Uh, do, so I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. I'm sorry, how far down the hall are everybody? It's about 100 feet down to that platform. With a... Episode 111, Enrique Hamsfuller, was released on November 17th, 2019. There are a limited number of ways I can invite you back next week for more adventuring on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! So, anybody got an extra pair of underwear with them? Take them off and throw them away. Leave your shitty underwear in Nick's bathroom. What do you got in there? Seeing if I had extra underwear.
<laughs> just cut, just like cut two holes in your backpack, like, <laughs> and wear the backpack. He almost made the next foot on his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured it. I pictured it so clearly. I'm just like, <laughs> look at me. I'm crazy backpack on <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, the image just perfectly filtered into my head. Oh man! Right as I was taking a drink. Oh my god.